The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, A rich man had a steward who was reported to him for squandering his property. He summoned him and said, What does this here about you? Prepare a full account of your stewardship, because you can no longer be my steward. The steward said to himself, What shall I do, now that my master is taking the position of steward away from me? I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I know what I shall do with that, so when I am removed from my stewardship, they may welcome me into their homes. So he called in his master's debtors, one by one. To the first he said, How much do you owe my master? He replied, One hundred measures of olive oil. He said to him, Here is your promissory note. Sit down and quickly write one for fifty. Then to another the steward said, And you, how much do you owe? He replied, One hundred cores of wheat. The steward said to him, Here is your promissory note. Write one for eighty. And the master commended that dishonest steward for acting prudently. For the children of this world are more prudent in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. I tell you, make friends for yourselves with dishonest wealth, so that when it fails, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. The person who is trustworthy in very small matters is also trustworthy in great ones. And the person who is dishonest in very small matters is also dishonest in great ones. If, therefore, you are not trustworthy with dishonest wealth, who will trust you with true wealth? If you are not trustworthy with what belongs to another, who will give you what is yours? No servant can serve two masters. He will either hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. The Gospel of the Lord. Since we are celebrating a mass of thanksgiving today, I have to begin by thanking God for all the many blessings that he has poured out in my life. But as we know, God so often works through people. So I give thanks to God, first of all, for the love of my life, my dear wife Donna, who has walked with me on this journey every step of the way. I am also so grateful to my sons, Mike and Ben. The psalmist says that sons are a gift from the Lord, and I can't imagine two greater gifts than the two of you. I would also like to thank my entire family, but most especially my mother. And of course, thanks to Father Nestor, Father Sanisha, Elizabeth, Cindy, and the entire St. Paul's Parish staff for their support. But last, and certainly not least, thanks to all of you. While I don't know each one of you personally, you should know that you are the reason I am standing here today. For my ministry is not about myself, and it never will be. It's about serving God by serving you. And if there's anything I can ever do to be of service to you, just let me know. I don't pretend to have all the answers, but I'm ready to walk with you and to help as best I can. As St. Paul says, we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus as Lord. And we are your servants for the sake of Jesus. 
Now, those are pretty lofty words, and I would love to tell you that I live up to them every day. After all, deacons are called to believe what we read, to teach what we believe, and to practice what we preach. But if I'm honest with you, I don't always do that. However, one of the great things about being a married deacon is that the love of your life is also right there next to you. And when you say one thing and do another, you have a wife who is more than willing to point that out. <laughs> Donna will simply say, that's not very diaconal of you. <laughs> She's already mastered that. <laughs> and I know exactly what she means. I'm being a hypocrite. While I might claim to follow Jesus, my actions are totally inconsistent with my profession of faith. And I think that's what Jesus is getting at in today's gospel. It's about how we are going to live our lives. Are we going to live with integrity, with a faith we profess on Sundays at Mass is lived out in our homes, our schools, our workplaces, and our families? Or do we live double lives, where we just go through the motions of calling ourselves Christians, but really live no differently from, than anyone else? Jesus says we need to make a choice. We can't straddle the fence. We need to either serve God or mammon. Now, mammon's kind of a weird word, and it's often translated as money, but it really just means living for the things of this world. It really just means living for ourselves. And to be clear, this doesn't mean that having money or material possessions is a bad thing. It's not. It just means putting God first and loving him with our whole heart, our whole mind, and our whole soul. And when we do that, we find that our lives and our perspectives totally change and we begin to see the world differently. We don't all hold onto the things of this world so tightly. But we live with, a, with an open hand and we're ready to love and serve others wherever they are and whatever they need. And we don't see our neighbors as competitors or as our enemies, but as friends, as people loved by God, who God calls us to love, as our brothers and sisters, whoever they are. Now we see this contrast between God and mammon and serving one versus the other so perfectly in today's scripture readings, if you really look at them. In the first reading from the prophet Amos, the people can't wait for the Sabbath to be over so they can lie and cheat and steal from each other again, especially from the poor. In other words, they're just going through the religious motions. They profess one thing, but then they do something totally different. It's totally hypocritical, and far from pleasing God, it really angers him. And we see that at the end of the, of the passage. Never will I forget the things they have done. It's not good. And then we have the unfaithful steward in that strange story in the gospel. He squanders his master's money and is about to be fired. Because he's been living for himself all along, he doesn't have a support network. He doesn't have any friends. So he comes up with a plan to buy friends by cooking the master's books and reducing the people's debts fraudulently. There's not any love in what he does. It's just cold calculation. It's just designed to get ahead. He's totally living for himself. And the problem with this approach is while it might seem good in the short term, because we might get what we want or what we think we want, it ultimately leaves us feeling empty and alone. And we can't live the lives God intended us to live, lives of love and grace and mercy. It's almost like we're incomplete in some way, like something's missing. Now let me suggest to you that that something is actually someone, Jesus. 
Now we know that Jesus observed all the Jewish feasts and holidays. Jesus was a good Jew in every sense of the word. In fact, he said he didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. But he didn't just go through the religious motions. He lived it out in a life of selflessness and total and complete love for others. Now, I'm not sure if you caught it, but the Gospel Antiphon says that though our Lord Jesus was rich, he became poor, so that by his poverty, you might become rich. In other words, Jesus gave up everything, first by coming down from heaven in the first place, and then by suffering and dying on the cross to obtain forgiveness for our sins and to restore us to the possibility of friendship with God. Jesus truly loved everyone he encountered, and he desired that everyone be saved. That is why he even asked God to forgive the men who were crucifying him. Just think about that for a minute. As they were nailing him to the cross, he was making excuses for them. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. What an amazing display of love and grace and mercy. What an amazing display of total and complete selflessness. And that is the life that Jesus is calling you and me to. Now I'll admit, it's a pretty high standard. It's actually the highest standard to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. But before you get discouraged and think the bar is just too high, remember, all of our lives are different and they're all a process and a journey. We're all in different places in our walk of faith. Some folks are great saints already, but some of us are just starting out. And that's okay. Remember, God doesn't ask you to succeed. He only asks you to try. And he doesn't make us go it alone either, which is the great news. He always walks with us, whether we realize it or not. Remember that old poem, Footprints? where the guy looks back on his life and he sees, you know, that God was walking with him, but then in the hard times, God wasn't there. But then he realizes that God was carrying him in those times. I'd say that's really good theology. And that's what I'm trying to get at here. So in closing, I would just encourage you, as you prepare to approach the altar and receive Jesus in the Eucharist, don't just go through the motions. Don't sit on the fence. Choose God, not mammon. But don't go it alone. Open your heart to Jesus and ask him to help you, to change you. Not just during this Mass, but in your everyday lives as well. And if you do, if you do ask him, I can assure you that he will. I know he will, because he did it for me. That's why I'm standing here in front of you here today. And then, having received our Lord with an open heart, go forth from this place and give glory to God with your lives. How? By loving and serving him and loving and serving one another and all that you do and all that you say during the coming week. May God richly bless each one of you. Hail Mary, 
Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of death. Amen. Gentle woman, quiet light, morning star, so strong and bright. Gentle mother, peaceful dove, teach us wisdom, teach us love. You were chosen by the Father, you were chosen for the Son. You were chosen from all women and for woman, shining one, gentle woman, quiet light, morning star. So strong and bright Gentle mother Peaceful dove Teach us wisdom Teach us love Blessed are you Blessed in all women too. Blessed they with peaceful spirits. Blessed they with gentle hearts. Gentle woman. Quiet light, morning star, so strong and bright, gentle mother, peaceful dove, teach us wisdom, teach us love, teach us wisdom. Teach us love.